This is Johnny Wrestling or Johnny Takeover, as my shirt says. And listen, I want you to listen. We're in a ball right now. It's crazy. It's loud. It's hectic. We're in New York City. But I want you to listen to No Holds Barred Network. Enough is enough Welcome back to the No Holds Barred Network with another episode of Under Your the Ropes. I'm your stressed out host as always, the EVP Giggles, the Heartbreak Chick, the Queen of the Indies, Tiffany. And I'm joined today with uh, one that I've been wanting to get on for the podcast for a while because I've been talking a lot about him on a bunch of panels, I feel like, especially on the Synergy panel. So we got Kit Osborne here. How are you? I'm good. How you doing? Thanks for having me. I'm so and talking about me. Yes. Yes, so I have this habit that when I start talking about it, it's like a must-have on the podcast. And, like, I always seem to say that I feel like a lot of people, like, pass you up, and I think you're a great wrestler in the ring. So, like, I just, you know, we have to sit here. We have to talk about you and, you know, tell your story and all this great stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I'm an open book. I love it. Maybe that's, maybe that's why I'm overlooked, you know? <laughs> probably because i talk too much no 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 i like i i know i said it on one of the synergy panels that i was like i was like i think a lot of people sleep on you and i was like you know more people need to know more about you so that's that's why we're here guys so if you guys are new here to under the ropes here <laughs> we interview referees uh promoters wrestlers anything with independent wrestling like we want all the information about it so guys share the stream get some people in here if you guys got questions for kit drop them in the chat uh and i'm sure he'll be uh, happy to answer all of your questions so yeah <laughs> so are you ready to do this yeah i'm ready all right let's do this okay so for people that don't know you uh how did you get into professional wrestling uh well i mean i was always a fan since I, I was a kid, just probably like many of the people you interview, uh, I went to my cousin's house when I was like four, and uh, they had a bunch of videotapes of like, um, you know, they would watch Raw, they'd watch every pay-per-view, and well, the the few pay-per-views there were, and uh, I just got hooked. And one of my my best friends in high school uh, took me to my first independent wrestling show. Uh, it was CZW in 2004, um, and that was like nothing I've ever seen. It definitely is a lot different than WWF, uh, and you know that was just a that was a whole other, uh, you know that was a whole other thing. Like so, it it, it got me rehooked on it. You know, after I took, you know, I kind of grew out of it a little, um, and they one time they advertised for training when I went in like 2007, 2008. And, uh, you know, I, I grew a pair and then I showed up before <laughs> one of their shows and, uh, you know, they, they destroyed me. They made me do a whole bunch of, uh, a lot of different cardio and blow up, blow up drills that absolutely decimated me to the point where when I went to school that following Monday, uh, I had like, I had jello legs and I was like, I was walking like a complete idiot. So I, uh, but I loved it. Uh, they invited me back. And then when I came back to, you know, start training, you know, I just fell in love with it for a whole nother reason. It's no joke. Like I've seen like a little behind the scenes, what people do. It's no joke. I don't think a lot of people realize like what's it entailed, like all the drills and. But... Oh yeah. Well they're, but they're also dicks because you're, <laughs> let me tell you why. Uh, when you first get in there, they, they want to see, you know, it's not, it doesn't matter like how many squats you can do or, or how, you know, how many laps you can run. It's, they just want to do that to uh, see, you know, how long you're willing to, to go to, you know, so they don't waste their time. 
but they also like to do it to fuck with you. <laughs> and and like especially people like Drew Gulak, who is one of my trainers, uh, like I know that he had such enjoyment. Of course, they didn't realize it then. Then I thought that you have to do it. But now I know that he's just a dick. And I, and I can just see that sinister smile, you know, like I can see it. It's it's in my brain. And that was like that was like 13 years ago. Time flies, right? Like, can yeah, you believe, like yeah. where I mean, we I are took now? Time off. I, I took time off for school. Uh, I mean, I, I started training in high school and then, um, you know, I needed to do real life stuff because uh, you, know, you need to have that financial backing that I don't think some people think they need. But um you know, I, I took time off and that kind of hindered me and all that. But, you know, 13 years, I started doing it. And uh, Jesus Christ, I mean, it, it's it's hard to believe, you know, that like 2008 was just that long ago, you know, but it's crazy. I mean, now I have facial hair. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. It's just the time really does fly. It's just uh, crazy. Um, so I always like to ask this question to anybody that comes on this podcast that, um, if, if a fan's like never seen you work before, what's, uh, a match that you would recommend that they should watch of yours? Um, I think that really anything I think now, uh, from H2O, H2O wrestling, um, they highlight a lot of my, my, my best work. Because I mean, a lot of a lot of it is the most recent, but they allow me to be me. Uh, you know, really highlight the Kid Osborne character, uh, and you know, others. Uh, specifically, it would be you know, it would be me versus uh, Low Life Louie. I like, I loved it. I loved the story that we told. Um, and then another, uh, I got the wrestle. You know, and I don't don't ever let him hear this, but like he was my. <laughs> favorite wrestler when I first went to it uh when I first watched indie wrestling when my best friend took me in 2004 and then and then you know up until I started training and then I met him uh Nick Gage uh and you know he's a pussy but like (laughs) but but like then I I thought he was he was the real deal you know and I I I mean believe me like I didn't want to I wouldn't want to cross his path you know and uh so, I mean, he, no, but really he was one of those guys that just hooked me. Cause I was like, dude, this is real. This is fucking really real. And I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be near him, you know? So, but he, uh, when I got the wrestle him at, uh, on point wrestling, you know, that was finally uh, a time, you know, that I got to, I got to have a match that I thought that I, I finally deserved to have after, after so long, after so long. So, uh, that one, uh, that one definitely, you know, me versus Gage. So, I mean, those are, they just highlight like who I am now. But I mean, you could always go back at like CZW, you know, in like 2010 and watch me get my ass beat and then judge me from my 20 year old self if you want. But, uh, <laughs> oh my goodness. H2O has been a great company that I feel like a lot of people need to check out. I personally need to come there. I like to come to a lot of promotions and H2O is definitely one that, uh, is on my bucket list that I need to make an appearance and, and see yeah. live because a lot of uh, my favorite people have been on there. We've had Matt Tremont on the podcast as well. Uh, it was such an amazing chat that we've had with him. So, like, I mean, like, tell us a little bit about, like, H2O a little more deeper because, like, like you said, like, more recently, like, you even feel it's been, um, you know, showing more of you of, of what you want to be in, in the ring and... Well, the way that they run is, I, I think it's just the way that, you know, I, I've, I enjoy it. They, they, they care about storytelling, which is what I, I really, um, you know, I, I enjoy the most in pro wrestling. I mean, I can have a, a match with anybody, but I really like the buildup. That's what I always liked as a kid um, was, you know, the, the tension between the two uh, before they met, you know, that. Like everybody remembers the 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 highlight, uh, the promo package from WrestleMania 17 with uh, with Austin and The Rock, and that would just they put you in, you know, inside, and you you felt that, you know, the the friction between the two, and and you know I, I enjoy that, and I enjoy telling stories where to the point where you know I come out to the ring and they already they've prejudged me. 
and I love that. Uh, and I, I think that that makes for a better match, no matter what kind of a match you have. Um, I H2O is growing constantly. I mean, it's, it's not that it's a very young company. Uh, Matt Tremont, you know, uh, bought it after it was, uh, I think he was using the building and they were doing on point And uh, I think it was called, it was old time wrestling. And the guy was giving up on it. And Matt bought the building. He had his own academy in there, uh, which is great. His students are, are there. It's, I think it's the best, the best school in the, uh, the Northeast, if not the East coast. Um, and his company is everything that he enjoys about wrestling and not just what's popular. So, and I think that's what gives it its, its own uh, niche. Um, you know, it's not about, it's not always about dream matches, you know, because eventually, you know, how many times can you, how many times can you have the same people fight each other, but for no reason? Uh, it's like the reason why titles matter, you know, right. where, um, but that's what that, that's what H2O is. And they, it's, it's a company that continues to grow and they improve, you know, every month they have something that they do different. And uh, those are just things to watch out for. And obviously, the, the the more consistent you watch it, the more you'll enjoy it. I mean, it's all on IWTV. Um, I, I did just last just last Wednesday. I had uh, Tremont on my show, uh, and we literally discussed in detail, uh, you know, his plans and everything, uh, you know, as a business owner. Um, but it's a company that I think it highlights everybody in there, every everybody on the roster. Uh, there's a reason why they're there. Yeah. I just had Dylan McKay on a couple of weeks ago. Like, I've been a huge fan. He's young and... Uh... Never heard of him. <laughs> he's no, so he's, good. he's an awesome kid. He's <laughs> he's going to go places. I told him this. Like, I just kept talking about uh, that, like, when he came on the podcast. And I was like... He's like, oh, I can't believe someone actually likes me. And I'm like, I'm like I see great things in you. He's and... already going places. Yeah. I mean, you know, GCW has had him on there. And he's just been killing it. And the thing is that pisses me off the most is that he has this look of like, oh, yeah, just, you know, like he just rolled out of bed. But then he did like, you know, all this ridiculous shit that <laughs> I could never even imagine myself doing, you know, without the thought of like breaking my neck in the back of my head. You know, that's why I said I love storytelling yeah. because I can't do that. That's another word for saying I can't. <laughs> <laughs> No, but storytelling is so important into wrestling. I think, oh, yeah. like, a lot of people, like, forget that. Like, I have these conversations with friends, like, when we get together. We're, like, you know, a lot of people forget about storytelling, and it's so important. And, again, like, there's a little bit of every everything for everybody, right? So you'll have those death matches where it's just spot, spot, spot. And then you'll have, like, your technical matches. And then you'll have, like, your storytelling matches that can go really like great like or it'll end in like a death match or something and uh you know i when, enjoy when, that when i look at you know a story uh you know and you and you have an opportunity it's not like you're just you know this is my one my one weekend here in detroit you know or something like that but when you're consistent at a at a company the 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 idea of a story is it it it, it makes it engages the audience right um and and then on top of that, that story, you build with like excellent wrestling and, and uh, you know, technical wrestling and, and, and deathmatch wrestling. And those are just things that are added to the story um, where there's a reason why I'm hitting this guy and stabbing him in the face with a light tube. There, there's a reason why I'm getting up to the top rope to, to, you know, hit him with this finish, you know, that I have been, you know, uh, you know, just, all I've been dreaming about hitting him with to get that three count, not just to get the three count and then shake hands at the end of the match and say, Hey man, thanks. Like I fucking hate that. I, I hate it. And uh, I'm sure if, if preacher uh, is watching one of the trainers there, like you would agree he fucking hate like that handshake, you know, at the end of every match, you know, where, you know, like anytime I have tension with somebody, you know, uh, in a story, like if I win or I lose, I'm out of the ring. I'm getting out. Like, you know, I, I did what I had to do or they did what they, they did. And I left. I didn't want to be like, Hey, you know, thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for kicking my ass. And thanks for stabbing me in the face. Oh, God. You know? <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> 
<laughs> I give you guys credit, even like all the death matches that uh, you guys do. I don't know how you guys do it. Like, <laughs> no, I do it either. I just <laughs> just do it. <laughs> I I I got into death match wrestling. Um, I I actually I begged uh, DJ Hyde of CZW uh, to be in Torment of Death because I wanted because I thought everything I was doing was stale. And really the reason was what I was, what I was wrong with was staying there, you know, as long as I did, um, I thought, you know, maybe this is something that would give me an edge and, and, you know, give me, uh, put, put me in a category with a new audience and then they go, who the fuck is that? And like, why is he in tournament of death or whatever? And then, uh, you know, and I thought that it would benefit me and my character, but little did I know that I was, that it was just like, like, it was a, it becomes an addiction. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, you love having these matches. Uh, you love that pop from the crowd and, and stuff like that. It's a whole different, it's a whole different, uh, you know, game right. when it comes to pro wrestling. Like, I mean, you've seen me at Synergy yeah. where I'm wearing tights or I'm sorry, uh, trunks and, and, uh, you know, and, I, and you're like, that guy doesn't do anything. I'm all tan and shit, you know? And then, and then the next week I'm wrestling at, uh, you know, no peace underground and in, in Florida. And I'm like wearing jeans and I'm bleeding to death. And you're just like, dude, that's not the same guy. Like, <laughs> I was cracking up with the little promo at no peace. So I think I like, was like tweeting at you and I'm like, I'm dying right now. It was like, I was just loving the little promo packages that you were doing for no peace. So oh, yeah. it's great shit. Um, <laughs> April got said in the chat, "What's the deal with the claw? Is it Toy Story? Your is Toy Story your favorite movie?" <laughs> I love Toy Story, but no, I. Uh, so the the I mean, my name's Kit Osborne. You know, like a cat. You know, like Kit's got claws. Well, that that's the easy one. Um, the other one would be that. Uh, so I I was fortunate enough to work with MLW. Uh, in the beginning of, or the end of 20, 2019 and the beginning of 2020. Uh, and they wanted me, so I, with I, like less than a week's time, they, they asked me to be a, um, a Von Eric, like a fake Von Eric. And I didn't, I never watched the Von Erics. Like that's not really, you know, it wasn't really my they're not really my, you know, cup of tea. And I had to research them and I just like, dude, they wear trunks. I've never worn that shit ever. And uh, so I, I did that. I got a spray tan. I shaved like, you know, completely like, I mean, like straight razor. Like I haven't done that in, in so long uh, spray tan. And, and then they were, they just, I just watched, you know, one of the Von Eriks um, and he just did the claw and I just, I just stole it, and now it's mine. And and the and you know the tag team, the Von Erics, they, they can fuck themselves. Like I, I I do it better, and it's more believable. <laughs> well, there you have it. There you have it. Okay, so uh, what's been your most memorable moment thus far? Um, so I mean, one of them was I yeah I got the Russell Gage. That was kind of a moment, you know. Uh, the other was uh, I got to in 2020 in the beginning for mlw i got the main event at uh the 2300 arena which is an arena that you know i uh i trained at i I had my first match there and you know fast forward 10 years down the line i never got any opportunities like that to or have like anything really super memorable uh you know that was you know that like main eventing the one of the most famous arenas in professional wrestling, the 2300 yes. arena in, in South Philly. And that was, uh, you know, it might not be a lot to, it might not be something to, um, you know, a lot of people, but to me it was, I mean, that was awesome. You know, that's right up there. Uh, I got to have a, you know, a tryout match with WWE on like a raw once, you know, and you, and you have like triple H and you have Arn Anderson and you have, you know, a whole bunch of people watching you or whatever. And that was, you know, that was awesome. But, you know, this was in, this was like more of a, uh, like a personal, personal thing, I guess. Yeah, no, that's great. I mean, I can only imagine like us as fans, like 
I, I mean, you've had had even like your mark out moments as well. I'm pretty sure, like even having your WWE tryout. So, I mean, how how does that feel? Because like I know how I feel, like me being around even like independent wrestlers and uh, you know, seeing bigger stars and like I think I've gotten a lot better just podcasting. Uh, but it I get like nerve wracked like in the beginning, and I've gotten so much better with it. But like, how is that even like? Being, you know, a wrestler trying maybe to get to like WWE or wherever anybody wants to really be at, like, but to have a tryout, like, how how is that like for you? Well, I mean, the way I look at it, I mean, this was 2016. Um, I got, I got, uh, I reached out to do extra work, um, and you know, I got, a, I got hit back up, and that was that was awesome, and I didn't think that I was even gonna touch the ring. I just thought that I was just going to be there. I might be in the background or something like that. My, um, my, my trainer, Drew Gulak, uh, is, you know, was, was signed with them and, and he was there to tell me exactly what to do, when to do it. Um, and I was at the right place at the right time. They needed, um, you know, they, they asked, we have time to do, you know, the tryout match. And I already had my, my gear on, you know, because that's what I was told to do while everybody else saw their suit on. And I was just hanging out by ringside, so I lucked out. Um, you know, whether or not that meant anything to anybody, it meant a lot to me. I got to have an entrance because they, they were also trying out new cameras or something. So they needed, I don't know, they just needed a body. So I got to do an entrance and got, you know, at the Wells Fargo Center. And, and all that shit's really cool, uh, you know, first time you do it. Uh, and, you know, I fuck that. I mean, for any time you get to do that. Uh, it's, it's gotta be, you know, awesome. But that one time, uh, you know, I really thought to myself, like, dude, I, I, like, I'm, I'm, I'm in a ring, you know, in an arena that, uh, for a, a company that I've watched since I was a kid and I get to have this opportunity and whether it, you know, nothing came from it or not, uh, it, it meant a lot. And I think that's, that's why we all kind of start doing this. Uh, I didn't, I didn't, you know, start taking light tubes to the head because, uh, you know, I, for the payday, you know, I, I, I did it, you know, because I, it all, I mean, it got to that level. It's not like how I ever wanted to start, but, uh, you know, it got to that point because I, I just love this stuff. Yeah. And, uh, that's what I think it's all about. I mean, I think it, at the same time, it's also our goal to make this, you know, uh, a living where we can live really well. And, uh, and not have a worry in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Uh, we have a fan tweet from Good Cop, Bad Cop. He said, I think you've seen this, so I uh, I think you answered it, but I know like you were missing one, so I, I, I figure I'd bring it up on the podcast. Oh, yeah, and I do have it. <laughs> yeah. Cage match has you as a CZW eight-man tag team elimination match early in your career against Adam Cole. None of the three tag team partners are known. Can you fill in on any of the gaps? Uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, Fredo Majors. It was AJ Evers, and the uh, the third one was Harmon Bombay. <laughs> <laughs> and Harmon Bombay is another uh, Drew Gulak name uh, that he got from uh, you know, like the Mighty Ducks. You know the uh, the coach. Yes, yes. Who does not love the Mighty Ducks? Man, now I feel like watching that. <laughs> like, I'm going to put that on. If it's on Netflix, I definitely have to watch it this week because, like, now it's been coming up a lot with a lot of people lately, so now I got to rewatch it. Um, we have another fan tweet from MGB Graham. He's got two questions. The first one is, what has been your favorite type of death match? Um, uh, my favorite type? I mean, I most of my death matches, like, they – Anything that, really, to be honest, my favorite is anything that doesn't have barbed wire in it. <laughs> because I fucking hate barbed wire. It gets stuck uh, everywhere, right? It's, there's no, like, there's no adrenaline in the world to prepare you for it. Um, and, you know, I have long hair, and I hate it getting ripped out. I had this, like, I, 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 I saw it in a picture. They had this, like, this spot in my head, and I'm like, is that a I'm not, I'm not balding. And I'm like, no, it was because it got ripped out from, uh, you know, from whatever time I had uh, barbed wire, like stuck from the back of my head that I had to rip it out. Mm -hmm. Actually, no, no, I didn't rip it out. The ref carelessly ripped it out Ooh. as I'm going, no, 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 I'll get it. I will get it and then yank it out. And, you know, 
Shape. So yeah, fuck barbed wire. Any match. I mean, I, I guess I, I like you know thumbtack pits. Uh, you know where you you build to that first spot. I mean anything with with light tubes. I love. Um, I love light tubes. I love and uh, and gusset plates. Oh my god. I don't know how you guys do it. I, I'm obsessed with light tubes. I'm terrible. Uh, I'm sure you met Darren. He was doing GoPro this weekend at H2O. Okay. He actually does like our, uh, he does the music on our, all our podcasts. Okay. Uh, so he's one of the camera guys at GoPro. So actually he tweeted at me and he was like, I finally saw my first death match and I was scared with light tubes all the time because everybody knows like I love light tubes. I just I love it. So <laughs> you know the thing is it's it's like I'd I'd rather be the one getting hit with the light tube than the person that's standing around it that like all the residue all that is going to some flying at him because that that actually seems a little bit more dangerous yeah. than him hitting me directly in the head oh yeah oh yeah it's definitely uh i've had my share getting thrown by me but i still love it it does i just have that relationship with it <laughs> Uh, his second question is, can you explain the loser mows the lawn, no ring death match versus Casanova Valentine in August of 2020? Yes, I've seen some of this. Oh, yeah, uh, that was that was that was very fun. We went um, the route of like, you know, doing like a cinematic match. Uh, and it was definitely one of my absolute favorites of, of 2020 um, because it was different. I've never yes. done anything like that. Uh, it was, it was fun, you know, where we had like a funny concept, uh, you know, where we just thought, well, we had the right people. I mean, it was all about this cinematographer, the, those editors, they, they knew they did it in, in such a, uh, a quick amount of time. And, and that was, that was amazing. Um, but we, we had like, we were going over like ideas of like what we wanted to do. And then I had the idea of like, I'm like, well, why don't we do like a more of like a cinematic type of thing? You know, like, we'll just, you know, like, we had, you know, the undertaker can do it. I mean, we can do it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we didn't have any, we didn't have any, uh, any crowd or anything. And, and I was like, why don't, you know, we have we come up with some concept. His parents are awesome. And then, uh, you know, we just don't take ourselves serious and then it, it paid off. So, uh, you know, that, that's, that's, I mean, it was definitely uh, something that I think we should do again. You know, mower, or I mean, uh, loser, you know, uh, shovels the driveway, uh, you know, shit like that. You know, loser fucking rakes the leaves. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where's that match found? Their accident in the chat. Is that on uh, IWTV? Is it on, like, YouTube or? It's not on IWTV. It's on YouTube. Uh, Casanova Valentine has it on his, uh, his channel. It's yeah if, if it's the shred shed challenge um mower or loser mows along okay so yeah. definitely yeah, check you, that out i don't think there's many like that I don't, so uh <laughs> so i think it, you'll be able to find it yeah he's been on the podcast as well so if you guys want to check that interview out that's on the no holds bar network so he said thank you in the chat um but yeah, def definitely great. Uh, he's great. I love I love watching his matches. He's he was a fun interviewer as well. Um, so we have another fan tweet from Melissa. <laughs> she goes, "Ask him if he thinks he got more booze than usual because he ruined Joey's entrance at Synergy." <laughs> Sweet cheeks. <laughs> you think I got more because I ruined his <laughs> his entrance? I can't hear you. The entrance that he did for Sweet Cheeks, you ruined his his entrance uh, at the last Synergy show. So she wants to know if you got more booze because of that or just like you just get more booze in general. I think a lot of people enjoy his entrance. So that yeah. was like that. That's why I did it. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, so it was definitely because of the entrance, uh, you know. You got to just take everything that everybody loves away from them and then they hate you. Oh. Just like that. Just that easy. <laughs> so what do you have like planned for like synergy coming up? Like, you know, I know like uh, we don't have any dates. I know we got some stuff going on, but do you have any like plans? Like, is there, are you going to be going after the title? Is the crown a thought? Like what's, what's going on? I mean, I, I'm, 
I'm obviously open uh, to win every single one of those titles and then also uh, fight Colin for ownership of Synergy and then shut it down. So that, that's my goal with every promotion I wrestle for. Uh, what? Can't shut down <laughs> Synergy? If you want to hear, you want to hear my. This is if I ever won the lottery. Okay. All right. So Let's if go. I won, you know, like say after taxes, uh, seven hundred million dollars, I would buy every independent wrestling promotion I could, and then I would book myself to win every title, and then I'd shut it down. <laughs> Yeah, that's just to rude. get on my level of healdom. <laughs> Damn, that's just rude. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, for for synergy, I don't know, I don't know. Um, you know what I what I have planned next. Um, you know I know that I lost my last match there, and that was bullshit. Uh, you know I mean they're they're supposed to be the good guys, Kip and and. And Joey, and you know what? They really showed their true colors. They care about winning more. Um, and, you know, so I'm sure they're going to, you know, I have to get back at them with that. So that's my, that's my, that's my short term plan. And then I don't know. I mean, I, I see if, uh, I see that, you know, the heavyweight title isn't anything that's not attainable for me. Uh, the, those that, that have held it are no better than me. So, uh, you know, so we'll see. You got to ask Colin that question. All right, Colin. Coming after you, Colin. So Coming after you, Colin. <laughs> I mean, it's exciting. We're, we're going to see uh, GCW's got this fight forever going on this this Friday. Uh, lot, lots of great things coming up with that. I mean, the Synergy Championship is going to be defended in an Ironman match. It's crazy with Tony Deppin and... Uh, Jordan Oliver, so looking forward to that. But that's like it's such a great cause. I mean, I mean, you've been in the business for a while, so like something like this, uh, it's so great for independent wrestlers. I don't know, maybe you're gonna be somewhere involved in this twenty four hours, possibly. Uh, uh, yeah, I I will definitely be there. Uh, I have um some things I'm I'm involved with. Uh, but yeah, you know, none of it's really being advertised. Go figure, but uh, you know, so we'll we'll, we'll see, we'll see. But, but I, yeah, I will be there, I, and I do have involvement in it, at least at some of it. I mean, I don't know how long. If I wasn't involved in it, like I have no idea how long I would last. Um, like twenty four hours is a long time from like eight o'clock on a Friday to eight o'clock Saturday, you know. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't. I don't think I'm gonna be able to stay up and watch the whole 24 hours. But thank God, though, you can watch like the replay. But again, like I think it's like such a great thing that they're doing for all uh, independent wrestlers out there. It's a great thing. Um, I mean, I haven't seen anything like this. Yeah, it's um, a unique idea. I think. I think it's great. And um, so, guys, make sure you check that out. It's definitely. It's gonna start uh, Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, until Saturday at 8 p.m. So I don't know how lots and lots of coffee, maybe. But <laughs> definitely check out a bunch of matches on there. My friend Dennis, I got to put the link also below. He has like a list of all the matches that are being at certain blocks. So uh, I share that on my personal Twitter page, guys. So go check it out if you want to see some of the matches going on there. Um, so let's talk about your podcast called Uncorked with Kit. Uh, tell everybody a little bit about it. If they don't know, let's talk about some of your favorite guests, where they, can they find it? Um, so I've had six episodes, uh, so far. Um, so I could, I could probably just name them all, uh, once I think of it, they, but it's, uh, it's called Uncorked with Kit. Uh, the concept is I, you know, I uncork a bottle of wine and, uh, every bottle when I buy it, uh, the day of normally, cause I don't plan ahead. Um, I, I relate it to the person that I'm, you know, that I'm, I'm doing the interview with. Uh, so usually there's like cheap bottles of wine, you know, nobody's, nobody's at that high, high grade. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I, I have fan questions, wrestling and non, non wrestling related. And, um, and, you know, really we just kind of, I feel like what, what's happened is, and I, and I learn as I go along. Um, especially like with editing and all that. So I've, I've bought like a mic, I've bought, uh, you know, a, a tripod and, and, and stuff like that for the Instagram. 
Um, but I, I started off on Instagram Live every Wednesday at 10.05 Eastern Standard Time, right after AEW. <laughs> um, and, you know, whoever I interview with, I always feel like it always, you know, we, we're just we're just kind of shooting the shit. But I, I have it structured um, enough that, you know, there's no fat in it. You know, we, we really we get down to like the, the things that I like to talk about because it's my fucking show. And uh, whether we're talking about, you know, psychology of wrestling or what we think, you know, uh, how, you know, how, how you bloggers, you know, think. And, uh, you know, and we just it's always different because it always uh, depends on who I'm who I'm interviewing. Um, I did Neil Cutter in my first episode. I did Casanova. I did uh, Filthy Tom Lawler. Um, who the hell else did I do here? Uh, Alex Ocean. And I did a non-wrestler, uh, uh, Ryan O'Connor of, of WrestleBotch, uh, which I'm sure a lot of people subscribe to him on, on Instagram, uh, the WrestleBotch page. I think he has a great mind, and he's, he's a good fan. Uh, and then just, my, just last week, I did Matt Tremont. Uh, tomorrow, um, I... I'm, it's still and it's always up in the air on who I'm going to do. Um, you know, I have a couple names, but I'll, I'll probably announce it either tonight or tomorrow. Well, obviously tomorrow I'll have it, but uh, you know, mid early in the day. So then we'll figure that out. But it's uh, so far. I mean, it's been um, I, I learn every single time. Like you know, whether I, I I fix on how I structure things, how I how I start a show, end a show. So it's really a learning process so far, but I've done six of them and, and every single one gets, you know, gets better and better. The joy of content creating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's my, it's my new, uh, my COVID hobby that, uh, apparently is now something I have to, now it's a, now it's something I have to do. You know, it's so easy to just cancel things. Like, isn't it just the greatest thing when you just go, Oh, you know, I, I just, I can't make it. And you, and then you, and you don't have anything. It is so great. But now, now I'm like to the point where, you know, uh, you know, people are asking to be on it and, um, and that's really cool. And, and people have questions before I even fucking show who I'm, who I'm interviewing. Uh, so, you know, it's always, it's, it's fun now, uh, because of that, that it's, it's building up. Uh, but, you know, now it's a job, you know, and ah, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> when, when you stop having fun, that's what like kills it. Like, fun. oh, no, no, I, and I have fun, but it's just that like, oh, I have to do it at this time, you know, like, oh, that's because you did it yourself, you dickhead. And I just go, oh, yeah, right. You know, because it sounded like a great idea at the time. All right. You know? <laughs> have you had a bad bottle of wine so far? Uh. I mean, no, actually, uh, even the worst one, like the cheapest, uh, I think it was like a dark horse. It was like 10 bucks. And I did it. It was $10 because it was for Neil Cutter. He doesn't deserve anything more than that. Um, and and uh, and it really wasn't that bad. You know, and, and by the way, I'm not some like wine connoisseur at all. Like I, I, I remember like having, you know, uh, a boss that, give me like a glass of wine like yeah hey, it's a 1989 cabernet and you're just like yeah sweet it tastes exactly the fucking same as everything else but you're supposed to put it under your tongue and you're supposed to feel how like <laughs> you know it was barreled or whatever the fuck or, and, and i don't know any of that shit but uh i really i judge i judge wine because i finish an entire bottle and then i judge it by how i wake up in the, the next day <laughs> you know did it give me a headache <laughs> yeah <laughs> You know, did I yell at somebody, you know? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, give us one of your best road trip stories, because I know everybody's got one. Uh, in 2016, uh, I wrestled for um, CWF Mid-Atlantic in uh, North Carolina, right? So North Carolina, yeah. It's the same. Uh, and uh, it was me, uh, Dan O'Hare, uh, Riley Madison, and Schlack, and, and, and Mike Dell. And, uh, and we went there, uh, did our show, which was really easy. I mean, we showed up. I, I, I called everybody like on the mic, pig farmers, like, had no idea 
that I was going to have to worry about getting to the back at, at that point. But, um, you know, you spend too much time in the Northeast, I guess, whatever. I mean, people in the South are really sensitive, I guess, you know, but, uh, but yeah, I call them pig farmers. And then, so the, the drive there was fine, but, uh, we finished the show and we were like, where are we going to go? Like, let's, let's find something. Let's find a bar, you know? And, uh, and, you know, of course, uh, Riley Madsen's like, let's find a club. And I was just like, we're in fucking the South. We're not going to a club. What kind of club do you think? Like some hoedown? So I, I, uh, I was like, I want to go. And I was like, it was my idea. I, I was like, I want to go to the fucking first bar that we see that has a Confederate flag on the window, you know? And it didn't, it was, it didn't take long. And we found it. And uh, that was a blast because we were in there. Dan's doing uh, karaoke to like nobody. Um, you know, I'm playing pool with some dude I cannot understand, and I'm not even over exaggerating. I know I, I'm over exaggerating about you know, who, you know what I say about people from the south, but uh, <laughs> this dude I could not fucking for the life of me understand. And and Riley Mass, you can ask her. She was right there, and I was like, I don't know what the fuck he just said. I have no idea. <laughs> But I don't know if, like, I just know it was a question because it was like, and I was like, oh, shit, dude, I, what did he ask? And, uh, you know, we're playing pool with him, and I'm like, you know, I did that, and then, you know, it was just a good time. I got hammered, and, and then Dan, Dan O'Hare drove us home or drove us to the, the hotel. So, I mean, that that was just cool just because of, uh, you know, that was like the first time I was in the, in the South for that, but you know, other road trips have done 10 hours to like Chicago, which have been a blast. Cause they, you know, I would go, a lot of them have been with like Dan O'Hare. Uh, but you know, Chicago is a good one. Um, you know, where we actually got to be tourists for a little bit. We got to visit the, uh, the home alone house. Um, That's cool. you know, and then just, you know, after being absolutely hung over from the night before, <laughs> but you know, like it's, you know, I've never actually had a bad one. I've had, you know, long drives that have just, you know, fucked with my head. But other than that, you know, everything's been been pretty good. But I think, you know, I'm at the point now where I'm like, listen, I, I'll I'll buy my own flight. Like, <laughs> I'm still laughing at Ho Down because I'm thinking of whose line is it anyway? <laughs> I'm sorry, that's what I kept thinking in my head. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Well, I mean, who wants to go to a club in the South? What did you What did you think was it, it was going to be like? Like New York City? You know, let's get real. <laughs> I'm done. I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of hate. And, and like, it's not even fucking like that. It's like, yeah, it is. Shut the fuck up. Go ride your horse. Like, I can't. I'm done. I can't. Let me move on to the next question. I can't. All right. Another fan tweet from MGB Mason. Uh, having just turned 13, what advice would you give yourself as a teenager if you could go back in time? Uh, to not. Um, to my Mine would be when I first started and then I wasn't getting like I, I was. It was basically insanity. I was doing the same thing. Uh, going to the same place, expecting a different result, and you weren't. And honestly, it was CZW. You know, it was uh, it, it's it had a lot of positives there, but you know, my entire time being there, it was a waste because uh, you know uh, they obviously didn't value me the same way that I uh, valued the the company. Like I I loved CZW. That I I mean, it was the first independent show I went to. So I just had all these high hopes and I was just, you know, hell bent on succeeding there. And you're not going to, um, you know, not like the way DJ Hyde would run it is, you know, if you were to talk shit on CZW, he'll put the fucking belt on you. But, uh, you know, other than that, you know, if you're loyal and whatnot, they don't appreciate it. They just use you. And uh, obviously it took me way too long to realize that and then finally listen to the right people finally listen to the right people after like the millionth time and then i finally quit so um the my advice is to you know uh don't don't get too loyal to the wrong to the wrong people or uh you know you know f find the loyalty with the right people but 
also just kind of look at it in third person and go, you know, like anybody else would have left by now, you know? Okay. Um, Chris in the chat says it all depends where in the South you go. <laughs> it's all the fucking same. <laughs> um, do you have any pre-match rituals? Um, I do like, I have my own like yoga, uh, stretches that I do beforehand and you know whether or not I'm loose or not it, it's like I, I have to do them you know otherwise like I kind of I, I feel like I mentally restrict myself from wanting to do things um, I mean other than that like I'm I'm really like one of those those guys like I try to get the that pre-match jitters like out of the way and I just go, ah, fuck it. And you just go out there, you know, like that's, that's kind of like my, where I'm mentally at, where I, I, I usually seem to like cut a joke right before I go out there to get that last, like, you know, chuckle, whoever's there, uh, no matter who it is, just a, something to get my mind off of the fact that like, you know, I could throw up right before I go out through this curtain. But, um, so those are like the, some of the things that I do. Um, you know, oh, you know, that, and then I, I, I literally, like, I finish, like, a handle of whiskey, and then I just do a line, like, as long as this table, and then I fucking go out there, and I fucking go, and I perform the same way our forefathers did. Oh, my God. I can't. Okay. So, that <laughs> I'm dead. Okay, so you've been in singles matches, you've been in intergender matches, you've been in tag teams, four ways, death matches. Is there a type of match that you haven't been in that you want to cross off your bucket list? Um, the, so like the type of match, like a cage match too. Like Any, usually, anything like, that like, yeah, like anything bucket okay. list you haven't um, done. I, I mean, so for a death match, uh, wrestler, like I always, I want to be an exploding ring match like that. Like, yeah, the only time I would want barbed wire is if like, you know, it explodes. I just think that would be so fucking cool to be able to do that in, in Japan. Um, you know, that, that even have a match in Japan is, is enough, but that's something like that. Um, I have always wanted to be in a, I always wanted to be in a cage match. Uh, I've never been in one. I think that's, it's kind of like a, uh, you know, it, it depends on like the promotions that actually have the cage, you know, but, uh, that, that was, that would always be like a really cool thing. Um, you know, there's just so many little things that I would want to do, you know, with a cage that uh that i i think would just be fun um yeah i mean shit i would if i could pick a cage it would be like that fucking blue one from like wwf like that would be like, just be able to wrestle on that shit that would that would be awesome just to say i did but uh um but yeah either an exploding uh you know ex explosion match mm -hmm. with deathmatch wrestling and then i've always wanted to be in a cage match um yeah, because everything else I've kind of been in, like ladder matches and, you know, everything else I, I think I've done. Um, I mean, you know, this past weekend, uh, it didn't, you know, uh, unfortunately she got hurt. Yeah. Uh, uh, but, like, I was in a bull rope match, you know, yeah. and I've never been in that shit. Like, you know, I didn't, I like, I, I've, I've never even thought of wanting to be in one, but uh, it, it's kind of cool when you're throwing, like, a curveball like that. You're like, hey, here, we're going to give you a rope, make it work. And you're just like, what? <laughs> yeah i hope she uh gets well soon and uh maybe you guys can you know have it at a later time uh it was interesting to watch so hopefully maybe we could see that again but yeah yeah no i love it i love it um okay this is my infamous question i ask everybody that comes on this podcast what's the craziest thing a fan's done to get your attention um well recently uh and actually i had to tell i had to uh hit up uh, Jordan Grace about it because it's the same person. Uh, some some fan from like some fan from like uh, from Germany uh, like found my real address, which I don't know how you find. Uh, you know, I I have I've kind of separated my life enough that I think I, I did pretty well, but I do pretty well. But I uh, found my real address and mailed me like you know a picture to sign, and and the motherfucker didn't even give me a a, a stamp. I'm not sending that back. Like, the hell do I look like? Uh, wow. I'm gonna pay you to give you an autograph. Oh my goodness! Um, but uh, yeah, I mean that that's that's like up one of the weird ones. 
Um, I mean, other than that, everybody's, you know, every other, every other fan's pretty, uh, respectfully disrespectful to me, just the way that I would love it. Um, you know, I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, you know, I, I've had uh, a fan make me, uh, an action figure, which is cool. Oh, that's cool. Um, you know, that's definitely one of the, the cool things. Um, and he wouldn't even give it to me. Oh, uh, so I'm like, well, you just you just wanted to show me it. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I have some pops here that were done that like I tag them in it, you know, but it goes in my little back corner, like in my little <laughs> shelf area. I was like, I thought I was I was taking this home, and I'd be like, hey, everybody, look what I fucking got. And he's like, no, 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 it's mine. And I'm just like, oh, well, then, like I should break it. Like, no, <laughs> some of those things are expensive. <laughs> um. Chris asks in the chat, best and worst road trip snack. Road trip, uh, snack. Road trip snack? Yeah. Uh, I mean, now, uh, I mean, I, I try to, now anytime I eat like a fucking fast food burger or anything like that, like especially if it's before before a show and we're getting close but I'm starving, uh, that's usually the worst, absolute, the worst thing I could eat. Um, gas station food is always terrible. Um, you know, I, 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 anytime I see somebody I'm traveling with eat like a sandwich from like a gas station, it just, it just, I'm, I'm eating it, you know, like I, I, I'm, I feel like I'm eating it too and it grosses me out. Um, but, uh, man, worst road trip snack. Um, really, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, 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 you know what? We went to. Uh, we went to, uh, when we were in Chicago, got deep dish pizza. I fucking hate it. It's, it's like pizza soup. Like if Chicago has the worst pizza ever, um, and they need to know it. Um, like it's, it's, it is like, I I don't, I don't get it. Like, I mean, yeah, it's messy as shit. And, uh, it just, it doesn't make any sense to me. And, and they're wrong. It's not even pizza. So, you know, so that, that maybe that that's like the worst, the worst food I've ever eaten, uh, just because of, uh, how they try to con this bullshit off to you say that this is, this is pizza and it's one of the greatest, you know, some of the greatest pizza on the planet. And then I just, and I looked at it and I go, this is lasagna, you know, like, <laughs> When I went, I mean, I I was told this was the best place to go to. I don't remember the name of it. And I I didn't think it was bad, but it was just so funny because, like, I am half Italian. So when I was saying mozzarella, like, she looked at me like I had, like, six heads. And she goes, well, we got mozzarella. And I'm like, oh, God, help me. <laughs> <I was> like... <laughs> I'm like, I'd, I'd rather eat, like, you know, I'd rather, like, the... If you want to, you know, everybody compares it to like New York and you're like, yeah, New York pizza has the best pizza, yes. but like, I would rather eat pizza at their train station and it compares better, it compares better to, uh, you know, the best and finest that Chicago has to offer, you know, I mean, New York and Chicago's will always have that fight with each other and, uh, never ending, but New York pizza is the best. So yeah, just saying, but, <laughs> uh, so what do you want your legacy to be? In wrestling, um, Jesus Christ, I haven't even thought of that. Uh, <laughs> I like to hit the hard hitting questions here on the No Hold Bar Network. It, I mean, the way that I, I see how wrestling works is, uh, you know, if 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 yeah, if I don't make it, you know, to uh, the big leagues, uh, then you know that you're you can be easily forgotten, um, and that's just a fact. Like, and there can be always those people that uh you know that love you for however long and then you know that and then you you just kind of you pass them by uh, uh i i so i didn't i never really thought of that just because i i um i kind of just live for the present you know i every you know every match i have i try to i try to make it worth something no matter how you know you know how anybody wants to look at it like in, insignificant or whatever but why don't we make it insignificant if i had to take a bump that could be the last bump i ever take ever so i might as well make it mean something um and rather than 
you know, just, you know, I have this future goal that everybody looks at me and goes, yeah, well, you know, he had a really nice beard, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, he always, he always came to the, uh, the arena late, you know, uh, yeah, that's one thing, you know, you, you fucking gave him a time and he'll fucking not make it, you know, <laughs> you know, that there's, there's that I'm sure every promoter would probably agree with that one. Um, no, I don't really got anything for you. I mean, if I can think of something, uh, it would, you know, I, I guess I could just say, uh, you know, so that I'm the greatest uh, professional wrestler ever. There, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay, so I got one final question for you. So to all inspiring and amateur wrestlers out there, what's a piece of advice that you would give them? Amateur wrestlers? Yes. What do you mean? Like, like someone who wants to get into the business or just starting out in the business? Because we always oh, have those so like fans. A train. Oh, yeah. I, train. I thought you meant like school wrestling. Like, I got no advice. <laughs> uh, like, just uh, fucking stick with it. I, I don't know. Um, I, uh, for any of them that are trying to get involved in this, I mean, I, I think uh, it's definitely, in, in my opinion, uh, I think it, it's gotten a lot easier. Uh, for people to get involved in it. And um, that's that's just a benefit. And I, there's no jealousy or bitterness. I think that's awesome because that's the way it should have been, um, you know, because the, the talent will always go to the top, um, cream rise to the top. But uh, it's, I think that uh, is, you just have to stay dedicated uh, to it and listen. Like as long as you can shut the fuck up and and sit and listen to people, you know, um, you can ask as many questions as you want, uh, and don't don't go by, you know, I, I'm trying to think of the way to to say it, but a, a better example would be, uh, you know, when you think something is a bad idea, it probably is a bad idea, so don't do it. Uh, it's, it's cool to be like a risk taker in wrestling and, and, and that's, that's how you make it. But, uh, don't be like a risk taker in, in terms of where you're going to hurt somebody else's career or to hurt somebody else's name, because, uh, that's only going to backfire on you. Um, so as long as, you know, the best advice is to, once you're involved and, and you, you're, you're, you're training is to shut the fuck up and just listen. Yeah. So there you have it, guys. So tell everybody where they can find you if uh, if they want to give you a follow and they should give you a follow and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, tell us how much of a piece of shit oh I am. Oh, my you know, God. Oh, like... We're fucking great. Chicago rules. <laughs> you know, whatever. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't fucking drink. And I go, OK, uh, uh, you can find me at uh, at Kid Osborne, K-I-T-O-S. B O U R N E, uh, and that's on Instagram, on Facebook, uh, Twitter, uh, and also on Spotify. Uncorked with Kit. Uh, I I I try to post it consistently. Usually on Wednesday, I put last week's show on that Wednesday, and then on Instagram every Wednesday at ten oh five. Eastern Standard Time, immediately following uh, AEW Dynamite, um, I do Uncorked with Kit live on Instagram. So that's where you can find me. Perfect. Give them some love. Uh, go follow H2O. Make sure you guys follow Fight Forever this Friday. Is there anything else coming up that uh, that you have? on? Uh... Um, I think there's no peace underground. And at the end of February, I got H2O. I think Synergy might be having something in February. I, I only get told, I get told, you know, you know, that I don't, I, they must not think that I have like a life outside of them. Like not Synergy, but I mean everybody. Whereas like they just go, oh yeah, yeah kill will make it. He'll be fine. Like, dude, I, no, I'm, I'm not. Like you want me to get on a fucking plane, you know, this day and then you're not even going to tell me when. All right. But, you know, so, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, there's, there's a bunch going on in February. Um, I, you know, the Synergy H2O, just to be, you know, specific. Um, no Peace Underground at the end of February in Orlando at Soundbar. Um, and then obviously this weekend, right. uh, Fight Forever, I'll be there for as long as I can stay awake. Um, 
coffee. And then, lots and lots know. of coffee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome awesome well guys thank you so much for joining us on this episode of under the ropes please make sure you like share subscribe all that fun stuff and uh thank you again kit for joining us on under the ropes it was a great interview so guys stay safe watch independent wrestling and we will talk to you soon bye guys thank you.